0: Welcome back to Turning Saul. This is episode four. I'm Dane, and again, I'm having Walt on to discuss this book, How Christianity Saved Civilization. Enjoy. So we're covering How Christianity Saves Civilization. Uh, chapters, what is it? Seven, six and seven today. How Christianity, or it. a revolution of community and of death. Uh, gotcha. I had time to go over my notes and like get more on track, but I'm reading enough already by Scott Horton. so instead oh, yeah. of well, being more prepared deep. for everybody today, I just spent time learning more about the terrible <laughs> wars but uh okay, so a revolution of community got page one thirty two in general, Roman religion allowed people to assume an attitude of religious but not spiritual. That is, people fulfilled their duty to society by continuing the traditional worship of old mythologies, but they did not feel obligated to order their lives based on their beliefs, if they had any. Or to put in another way, ancient people showed that they were good citizens by remaining observant of the cultural and social norms and traditions, but they reserved the right to do whatever they wanted, as long as their behavior did not bring shame on them, their family, or their cult. Ironically, the result is similar to what we see today among these who say they are spiritual but not religious. They feel entitled to believe whatever they want to about the spiritual realm without imposing any restrictions on their behavior. So I wanted to point that out because... Spirituality, from what I see, anyways, is like rising in culture or whatever. Like, they're just trying to be spiritual, and a lot of the people who do that are missing the biggest factor of it, which is God. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to be spiritual but not religious, like, they want to get into the spiritual realm without even believing in God, I would say a lot of them. Hmm. Um, I don't know everything this guy believes, but uh, Sam Tripoli, I like him a lot. I'm actually listening to one of his episodes right now about Leave the World Behind. Okay. Oh, the TV show? Yeah, yeah I've heard yep. of it. Yep, the movie, movie that came something. out. And like he quit drinking and I'm as far as i know he's still sober but Hmm. he's really trying to focus on spirituality and as far as i know he doesn't even believe in god but he's really working on the spirituality of it and Mm. i just found it interesting that even back then they were trying to be spiritual but not religious and also we kind of touched on this last time where they're doing it they're doing these things just because of the culture And societal societal norms and their traditions. And they but on but on the flip side, they could just do whatever they wanted to. Hmm. So and not only that, but I just think it's weird to believe in a spiritual realm without believing in God. It's it
1: it reminds me of somebody who um who is an expert on all things military, but has never actually done it. And and expects to be useful in a military situation. You know what I mean? Or or any topic really. But yeah, somebody because as a kid, especially, I was all about guns and numbers, air, airplane numbers and stuff like that. Um, but I wasn't, you know, I was, I had no experience. So so, uh, what's the verse that talks about having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof? So if you say, oh yeah, there's a spiritual realm, etc. Um, but but God's a little much for me then where's the power in that like you're literally just talking about your imagination and myths you know they Whereas might if... even be
0: right about it but then why i just don't understand their disconnect from spiritual realm to god and as right. far as as far as i understand as spirits are involved there's only one good spirit the holy spirit all the rest are bad and that doesn't mean all the rest of the I don't even know enough to really talk about it. So I'm just kind of saying my own (laughs) beliefs, I guess, you know, but I guess angels boy to hang out in the spiritual realm or in realms that we don't understand. And so do demons. But as far as like true spirits come, it's only the Holy spirit. So if you're spiritual without God, you can't be connected to anything that's actually good. I don't know if that Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, that that's my thoughts as somebody very new to understanding any of this.
1: Well, here okay, so here's here's the support for that, but also kind of a disagreement. First John 4, a support but uh, a disagreement. I, I don't know if I'll read all of it. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um it says beloved believe not every spirit. So that supports what you're saying. But try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So that would imply that there's uh, other spirits than the Holy Spirit that can confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Because the next verse says... um, Excuse me. The next verse uh, supports... the the possibility of bad spirits or the existence and it says every spirit that confesseth not that jesus christ has come in the flesh is not of god and this is that spirit of antichrist where wherever you have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world yeah i i I avoid i'm not very familiar with um spirits or demons or or that kind of thing but that was always a verse that my grandpa talked about a lot um because he he casts out demons and stuff and and he always said if you're dealing with a demonic spirit, the the way to try it is to question it as to whether or not Jesus Christ has
0: come in the flesh. That's interesting. It's very interesting. One thing that I learned is if somebody's a true prophet, they will not stay in your home for more than one day. Like overnight in one day. Not that we'll ever run into a situation mm. where a profit walks by our house and we invite them in to stay for a while or whatever, you know. But um and the reasoning behind that is them making sure that they're not being a burden on people being nice. Mm. Sure. Sure. Okay. The uh this this chapter also talked about free will. Did you have any thoughts on that? I don't know what your points are. I um That's not
1: one of my points, no.
0: Okay, I'll go with this one really quick, but All right, rock on. Okay, so free will comes with the responsibility to be accountable for our choices and actions and with the responsibility to care about other people who are also made in God's image. That doesn't connect with what we we're just talking about, but not even sure why i wrote that down to be honest i just like the free will is a very interesting concept especially for calvinists to get behind you know um well and it does take back to
1: the earlier point several chapters ago how um a belief and again not necessarily religion this is a universal statement a belief that's enforced upon someone is not a genuine belief you know mm-hmm. I mean, and we did cover that in the last episodes as well, okay, all right, yeah, I know I mentioned it somewhere. I just don't remember which chapter it was.
0: Oh, no, you're building on it, so <laughs> don't stop, keep going right.
1: um I my point one thing I had that I thought was interesting um in contrast to the gods of the greco-Roman religion, the God of the Hebrews required his people to care for the widow, the orphan, and even the stranger in their midst. The prophets proclaim that it is a sin for the powerful to oppress the weak. And when Jesus came along, he pressed these expectations even further. And my commentary is, as, as he did with many Old Testament precepts, um, the New Testament uh, raises the bar on all of them. Uh, and, and I yes, I did say raise the bar because I was reading ahead. <laughs> it continues. He raised the bar on morality, expanding the precept that we care for others to include those outside our group. It is well known that Jesus changed the eye for an eye rule asking us instead to turn the other cheek my main point being that or my main interest there being that the the line the prophets proclaim that it is a sin for the powerful to oppress the weak and then when jesus came along he pressed these expectations even further
0: and there's a whole lot of that going on all over the world and has been since way before we were alive yeah
1: yeah because... it's an understandable temptation you know as soon as you have power you're like well uh, it just like, just like, uh, when you get a new tool, you're like, Hmm, what can I use this on? You know, you get a, a new chainsaw and you're like, where's it, where's a tree that needs to be cut down? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as soon as you got power, you're like, well, I, I'm, I gotta use it. You know, it's, it's difficult to not use power. That's, that's where the real, I think the real, uh, demonstration of self-control lies is not in, in how, how can you use a powerful thing, which is good often, but um if you're able to not use power that you have if it's not needed
0: mm-hmm. and yeah, i don't think many people handle that very well yeah i you know, hey if anybody's got at any advice have authority
1: yeah if anybody's got any advice on how to exercise that self-control i'm open to hearing it because i struggle with it too <laughs> i'm not this is not a not me problem
0: and that's a huge part of why I don't think that we should have systems that allow people to have this much power, <laughs> you know.
1: Well, yeah, that's an economic principle. Systems will tend to produce the results that they incentivize.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if if your system incentivizes the
0: use of power, you know what? They're going to be using that power. <laughs> For example, like uh, abortion right. or single parents, you know, there's a lot of things that people with power – into place that just blow up right things that aren't ideal for society
1: yeah if if you pay people to have children and get divorced and continue to have children you know what you're going to get you're going to get a lot more single parent homes and a lot more kids which is not i'm not saying kids are a bad thing but in a single parent home um especially if the mother is the parent the present parent um the results are not good for the mm-hmm. individual. I'm not too concerned about society except as
0: a factor of an aggregate of the individual. And even if both of the parents are really good parents, it's still hard on the kid going back and forth. You
1: know. Yeah, assuming that the relationship is that good. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's strictly a one parent household. They never see the other parent. You know, yeah, that's not uncommon. And it's sad. It's terrible. I agree. There was finally something
0: we agree on. I think we agree on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to read this whole paragraph? Well, I'm losing it. Okay, I'll just read the whole thing. When when gifts were given out to the citizens of, of a city, they were given out according to so- social standing so that those who were needier got less and the destitute were excluded altogether. In the Roman world, and in the ancient world in general, it was assumed that poverty was a fault of the poor, or that it was their fate, which is just wild to think about. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyways, it goes on. The wealthy had the luxury luxury of believing that everyone got what they were supposed to get, and this justified their habit of ignoring the needy. A few emperors tried to institute a mechanism for feeding the hungry, called the dole, but this policy was motivated by a desire to keep the peace, to keep the poor from rioting or from becoming a visible embarrassment in Rome, and it was applied inconsistently and half-heartedly. The government responded only to dire emergencies. Eventually, the Christians stepped in to do what the government could not. Hmm. I think I think a lot of this puts like the elite mindset in very good perspective mm, you know of how sure. they how they feel about the poor and how they feel like i'm in th- this position cuz i'm worthy of it or i'm good enough or i'm better than everybody else but when you look at the elites of today their in- intellect is just embarrassing <laughs> you know what i mean they're, they're not, not impressive individuals they are not impressive it- at all you know i think we're more impressive in a lot of ways than they are maybe not being able to look and act and talk as well as they do but as far as what we know and what we do i would say it's a lot better than a lot of them but um yeah just believing they are or that they are where they're supposed to be and then only doing what they need to stop riots from happening And from people Mm. from getting upset. It's like the $1,300 checks come into mind. Or we'll shut down your business, but we'll just give you a lot of money. And at one point, I forget who said it, but they were, I think it was talking about the airplanes and masking. And like, they admitted we're dropping this regulation or restriction because... We ha- they the people won't allow us to keep it up as hard as we're going. Sure. So sure, we're just giving them a little bit and a little bit and a little bit to keep them from fighting back. But the reality is, these people think that we're garbage and meaningless, and that they're way above us. In Roman times, in the Roman Empire and the American Empire, right? Anything yeah. about all the policies. That are supposed to help the poor. They do nothing but make all of us. Um, less wealthy. And it's right. like if we want to see real change. Actual people have to actually start doing stuff to change it. The government True. only yeah. makes anything worse. Oh yeah. And I would like. Like I don't think that there's one example I can come up with where. This was really bad but then the government came and made it way better. I'm
1: open to hearing if there is one. I Honestly, like if someone's like, Oh no, actually in this case, I'm tell me about it. I'm curious. Yeah. I, we might
0: disagree on what a good result is, but you know, tell, tell me and Walt <laughs> about it and we will really look into it and see if that was actually the case.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> so. will tend to disagree with you, but I'm open to hearing about it for sure. I'm, I'll change my mind if I'm wrong. Yeah. I, I like to think so. At least I, 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 uh and this, what you just read doesn't specifically say this but this is a weakness or a tendency i think is to think that um the responsibility to give means that the poor have uh, have an a claim on the possessions of others i i deny that that's not the case but that does not mean that those who have more have an obligation to help those who have less. Does that make sense? I know I'd it say, sounds like I'm debating myself, but...
0: I Maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but I would say from a Christian perspective, if you have... Even if you don't have a lot, you have a responsibility to give.
1: C- correct. Bro, I, I would agree with that 100%. From like is... a
0: political sense, I would say you don't. <laughs> Especially sure. those who aren't Christian and... I don't know. I would say you should, I guess. I guess I'm disagreeing sure. with myself already. My only point is nobody should be able to force you to, to do that. Nobody should be allowed to force you to do that. A hundred
1: percent. Yeah. God requires obedience from everybody, whether they're a Christian or not. That's why you go to hell because you did not obey. But my, but um, you, where was I going with that? You, those, The unsaved will benefit in in this life from obeying God's commands. That uh, that's the whole point of it. I wouldn't say the whole point of it, but Mm -hmm. um, and as we've
0: seen from this book, like society benefits even if people aren't transformed into Christians if they just start following the principles. Sure. Yep. Yeah.
1: And and but my point, my original point there was that all of this does not mean that the poor have a demand on the possessions of others that that goes counter to the whole point of me owning something and being able to give it to you if you have a demand on something that i hold it's not mine if you have a right to demand it you know mm-hmm. um if, if i tell you i'll pay you this for that and you say okay now pay me that means the money i have well it, i'm holding it it's technically not mine it's yours and i owe it to you so to mm-hmm. say that the poor have a, the right to demand um something from others especially if they did nothing to earn it um that's not correct but that can still mean that i have an obligation to give
0: right yeah Yeah. like it always the bible talks about you giving it doesn't talk about you forcing other people to give right sure um we don't have a lot of time which is okay because these two chapters i think had the least amount for me to talk about but do you have anything to touch on about the community before we hurry up and go over the revolution of death, which could be a very important one, actually? But um, though, I just have
1: a line to read. The Christians believe they could not do otherwise based on their conviction that the value of a human being does not rest on his membership in a particular group or his ability to contribute to the public welfare. Rather, the value is universal and every person is owed respect regardless of his standing in society. And I just added a note that I think they should have put in there that says being created in the image of God is what gives value.
0: So that's it. I like it. You know what? Why don't we just end this one? And some then good. we can do the the other two that way we're not pressed for time. The there's, one. There is some good points. There's some good points on there. Some really interesting things that there's the Romans were extremely weird about death especially Mm. dead bodies right which doesn't yeah they which doesn't make sense to me because they were the like they're called they're a culture of death Mm. yeah as soon as they murdered somebody they're like get this body away from me instantly like I can't be around the body that I just tore apart myself (laughs) right so it was weird but we'll touch on that with The revolution of the state, which should be an interesting one for us, because we're both anti that thing. So, anyways, okay, I'll send you a link here soon.